Hey guys, how are you? Welcome back. This is Nina Perez. This is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. As you guys know, I try to go around the whole planet finding the best humans on it so that we can come grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. I think I found the guy. He's in the Netherlands. His name is Liam Naden, and he is the host of the podcast Using Your Brain for Success. He is the author of Rebalancing Your Brain for Success and the creator of the Neural State Rebalancing. I love that. So Liam helps you understand the process for creating true success in your life by understanding how to use your brain the right way. And as you guys know, I am always talking about this kind of stuff. I love this, Liam. I just started um, you know, really discovering like neuro-linguistic programming and all that stuff within the last maybe year and a half or so. And it has been phenomenal to learn what your brain can do. So I'm really excited about this conversation. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you very much for having me on your show. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. So Liam, um, the way I like to start the show is I like you to introduce yourself to my audience. So just a little bit about you, whatever you want to share. Who is Liam? Okay, well, um, as you you said, I'm in the Netherlands at the moment, but um, originally I'm from New Zealand. Um, and I've really been, throughout my life, a student of success and really spent a whole lifetime trying to figure out what is this thing called success and how can I have a really fun and exciting life? And that's probably in common with, you know, all of your listeners are all asking the same right. question. Right. And so really I've tried a whole different variety of things and, and it's I've also had a lot of different businesses being the sort of entrepreneur type. And um, really what I'm doing now is helping people by really understanding this, the whole biology of how our brain works and how it is really the fundamental uh, driver behind our success. And yet it's something we understand very little about. But it's, it's, I've, I've really developed this through not only research, but also my own practical experience about what works and what doesn't work. And, uh, you know, as, as you yourself will know, success and failure along the way. And um, it's brought me to, to what I think is, is quite a, a powerful explanation, I think, of the fundamentals of what success actually is and how we're programmed biologically to be successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are, aren't we? And it, we're, we're like programmed to be successful and to survive. Um, you know, like when you're going through challenges or going through really hard times in your life, it's like you, you almost you have to wake up the next day like you you have to wake up the next day right um and so um yes people get overwhelmed yes there's a you know things where people have traumas and stress and things like that but i i think you're right i think we are built to succeed i think we're also built to continue to fight you know a lot of us have more more grit than we think we do right do you find that in people yeah but you know <clears throat> one thing i've come to understand which is, is really strange, and this is probably going to be um, a little bit of a controversial statement, so I'd like to be able to explain it after I've said it, but I've, I've really come to, to understand that we are not biologically or in any other way designed to have problems in our life. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if we have a problem, what it is, it's an indication that we're doing things wrong. And when you think about I know people say that and say, well, I've got lots of problems and how you, how can you say it's my fault I've got problems or how can you have a life without problems? Mm-hmm. But if you really think about it on a, on a physical level, if you have a machine 
and it doesn't work right, you don't say um, there's something wrong with the machine. You say I'm using the machine in the wrong way. You know, if you have a, if you're driving a motor vehicle, a car, and you want to go up a hill and you want it to go, you, you don't put the wrong fuel in it, and you don't pull out all the wires, and you don't put your foot on the accelerator and keep the handbrake on at the same time, and you you know if you did, you would know you're going to have problems with that car. And if you treat it badly, you're going to end up with problems. You don't say, well, the problems are natural in that machine. You say, no, it's a sign I've been doing things wrong. Hmm. And we are a biological machine. And, you know, you mentioned my podcast, using your brain for success. Your brain is, is a machine. And it's designed, as you said, not only to make us survive, but to thrive. And the reason it does that, the reason we're biologically designed to thrive is because the survival of this, if you ask any biologist, what's the purpose of life? He would say, well, the only thing we've worked out is the purpose of life, all life, including, including human life, is to create more life. We're here to survive and thrive. Mm. And the best chance we have of doing that when we don't have any problems because if we have problems it stops us from being our best you know it creates stress on our body and on our mind and all of those things so you know i looked at this from a very logical um, scientific perspective and i came to the conclusion that problems are a sign you're doing things wrong hmm. now the good news is you can learn how to do it right and everywhere from the bible to science has told us how to do it but we've just misinterpreted the steps and the process for living our ideal life. So what do you do in situations where, um, you know, the stress comes or the problems come from outside of what you are doing, right? So, I don't know, family issues okay. or things like that, or are you talking more, uh, <clears throat> are you talking more about a person having uh, the ability to, to um, diverge problems, like to not have those problems? Or are you referring to any problem at all? Because sometimes you feel like, you know, stress and, and stuff like that comes from outer places in, right? So how, how do you explain that? Well, when you really think about it, stress doesn't come from anywhere outside of yourself at all. You only feel uh, stress because of mm -hmm. it's not about what's happening to you. It's about mm -hmm. what you think that means. And if you think mm -hmm. it's bad, then you're going to feel stressed. But what happens if what's happening to you, even if you think it's bad, maybe from a different perspective, it's not bad at all. I mean, I can give you an example. And I know you've, I was looking at your bio, and I know you've been through some quote-unquote challenges as well. But, you know, one of the things that really got me onto this, when I was in my mid-40s, I mean, I'd been a student of success all my life, and I'd done everything from religion and Christianity and spirituality and, you know, NLP, motivational techniques. I used to listen to hypnosis tapes to reprogram my subconscious mind. I went to seminars. I read books. I went all over the world to seminars to, to try and figure out how can I be successful? And the definition mm -hmm. of success is actually being happy. And when you've got, pro and you know what it's like, I was very successful in business and I had lots, had several different businesses and they were, and I was, kept making more money but I still had lots of problems and I still had lots of stress so mm -hmm. in, in one way I wasn't really successful so I studied all these things but something really interesting happened to me in my mid-40s which was I woke up one day and I lost everything 
I became homeless, penniless, all of my businesses and money and everything. I ended up having to sleep on the couch in my mother's, my elderly mother's small apartment. I had to move in with my mother. I, and I had no prospects. I had no friends. I had no, I had nothing but a few clothes. And I thought, why has this happened to me? Right. I'm the expert on success. I've done all the courses. I've, I've done the goal setting, the, the motivational, the, the changing your beliefs, the you know, programming, your, programming your subconscious mind. I've done all those things. I've, been, I've done firewalks. I've done, you know, right. you name it. I, I, why has this happened to me? Right. But the funny thing was, and I can ex- I'll, I'll explain how I figured out what had happened to me and why from then on my life went in a completely different direction because I changed my approach. In other words, I started to use my brain differently. That was the only difference. But, you know, coming back to this thing about problems, was it a problem at the time? Yes and no, because now I look back on it as the greatest experience of my life. Right, right. So how, from a different perspective, which you might not see at the time, and there's a reason which I could talk about, your brain, if you use it the wrong way, your brain won't let you see it from the right perspective. So you get even more stressed about what is happening. So at the time, it seemed a problem. And maybe other people from the outside would say, oh, that's terrible at what happened to you. And, you know, you were facing bankruptcy and you had two ex-wives taking you to court at the same time. Oh, boy. You know, all these, all these, a lot. You had, <laughs> that's right. <clears throat> but looking back on it, was it, a, was it the best thing that ever happened to me? So what was going on hmm. to make an experience one of the best things that ever happened? And, of course didn't stop it from happening but from a different perspective it wasn't a problem it was actually a benefit mm. and if you talk to all the great people who've, who've been, and they've who've been through big trials in their life they will all say to you it was one of the best things that ever happened yeah. because it propelled them to greater things right so, so do so, so do mm. you then um do you then have the the the, the um, advice or the the view that you should try to look at a different perspective while you are going through it because a lot of times it is in hindsight that we get all our knowledge. Right. Mm. So um, is the way you try to use your brain is to, to look at it from a different angle at that moment. Well, <clears throat> yes. Um, that's what I teach in neurostate rebalancing, okay. which is a, because in effect, you're not really wanting to see things as a problem, right. but your brain is tricking you into thinking that it is. And when you can think of all sorts of examples that because exactly the same uh, situation or event can happen to two people, one of them will mm-hmm. see it's a big problem and the other one won't. Right. So, for instance, someone losing all their money and the, or the, the bank drains all the money out of their bank account. One person might go, right, well, OK, that's, ha- that's happened before and um, it's, it's something I've got to learn how to deal with. Another person might think it's the end of the end of their life. Right. You know, there's a very well-known example of, a, well, you might might have heard of it, of, of two soldiers who were in the Vietnam War, and they were fighting next to each other, and they went back to them 10 years later to see how their lives had turned out. And one of them, and they were right next to each other in this battle, and one of them was um, an alcoholic living under a bridge with nothing, and they and they said, why are you like that? And he, you know, what what's why has your life turned out this way? He said, well, what I realized through that experience is that humanity is horrible. You know, people kill each other. You know, we're a terrible species and life is futile. And that's how his life ended up. Now mm. that his friend had a, turned out to be 
very wealthy. He had a, a, a family, beautiful home. They went to him and said, how come your life's turned out like this after that experience? And he said, well, what I learned from that experience was life is very precious. and We should spend mm. every day being so grateful for what, what we have. And I'm so filled with gratitude for my life. So there's an example of the same experience viewed right. from a different perspective. Right. And your perspective comes not from willpower, you know, trying to talk yourself into things. It actually comes from the way you use your brain. That's good because I think, you know, that's one of the things, right, like um, that I've realized as well is is trying to reprogram the brain and all of that stuff and, and the, the language that we use to, to ourselves, the way we talk, things like that. Um, you know, I know that one of the big things now is uh, affirmations, affirmations everywhere, right? So everywhere you go yeah. on social media, everything is affirmations. Um, but I think, you know, you're right. You have to learn how to use the brain too. It can't just be trying to talk yourself into it because it I think work. if we, it, yeah, it doesn't work. I think if we, right. if we, um, if that did work, most of us would be a hell of a lot more successful than we are today. Right. Mm. So what does the neural state rebalancing uh, what what is that about? Like, how did you come up with that? What does that do for the person? Okay, well, essentially, without getting too complicated, but there are there are four parts to our brain, okay. <clears throat> and the we're design the machine of our brain, which is the most powerful computer in the in the universe. It's the most yeah. incredible thing. You know, they did an experiment a few years ago, and they compared the, the, the brain to a, a supercomputer and they got one of the most powerful supercomputers in the world and it took 40 minutes to do the same calculation that the human brain does in one second. Oh, wow. So the brain is just, I mean, we have no idea what we've got here. It is just right. vastly more powerful than anything we give it credit for. But we limit ourselves by the way we use it. Mm -hmm. And so essentially what the brain is designed to do, your brain is designed with all of this power to make sure you live the best life you can. Because when you live the best life you can, you have the greatest chance of doing your biological job, which is to carry mm -hmm. on the survival of the species. You know, it's survival of the fittest. So your brain is every second trying to make you the fittest, best person that you can. Right. It's trying to make sure you don't have problems. Is trying to make sure that you get all the ideas you need, that the people, the right people come along. You know, there's no such thing as coincidence or, um, you know, synchronicity. These, these just aren't flukes. Your brain taps into all of these things. And we know this is true because if you think about all of the, the best or the, the things that shape your life, they're never the things you've put on a goals list or you've tried right. to figure out. You know, you don't say, I'm going to meet my husband or my wife tomorrow at, at 12 o'clock and they're, they're going to be the sort of person. You just bump into somebody and end up there, you become your spouse. So the brain has this function and has this ability to guide you through your life if you get out of, out of, your, out of its way. And the mm. problem is we don't get out of its way. And the reason for that is we have two mental states mm -hmm. and our natural state is to, is, sometimes it's called being in the flow or in the zone or in our creative state. And this is where everything flows in our life. And I'm sure we've all, everyone's had experiences like that where, and, and, you know, great athletes or artists, musicians, they all talk about their real power and creativity. Their effort comes from an almost effortless flow where everything is just right. moving along. 
Well, that's an actual brain state. It's a physical, biological brain state. Mm -hmm. And in fact, biology has a word for it called homeostasis. Homeostasis means the perfect functioning of the organism. Because not only mentally are you at your best, you're also physically. All your organs are operating perfectly. The, the oxygen flow, the, the blood flow, everything's operating perfectly when you're in this, what is your perfect natural state. And that's when your life flows along. Now, there's only one other time when, you're, when your brain is, to make, is designed to make sure you're not in that state. We're supposed to be in that state all the time. Mm. And that's when we are confronted with an immediate danger. So something comes along right. and we have a mechanism in our brain to protect us. It's called the survival instinct, you know, right. might have heard of the fight or flight. So the way this works is your brain your brain is continually looking around to evaluate the environment and always looking to see if there's any danger. And when it sees danger, it pulls you out of your natural flowing state and it snaps you into the survival fight or flight mm -hmm. state. And mm -hmm. that's when you feel fear. And what, what it does, what your brain does, it makes you feel fear and it, and it makes you react in a completely different way to the, your normal state. And one of the, so the, the, the things that it does is it makes you react, but it also makes you focus on the negative in your environment. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you're in a fear state, look, your brain is looking around. What are all the problems? What could go wrong? What is that noise in the bush? Mm -hmm. You know, is it a... Um, where are there any other noises? Your brain, and it, so it shuts down everything apart from your ability to react and your focus on problems. And when you think, and, and it's this is called a this is called our sympathetic. It activates something called our sympathetic nervous system. And the other thing that that does is it blocks all of our true awareness. So when you think about this. You know, this is ideal when you're faced with an immediate danger. You don't want to be walking through the forest and you hear a lion roar and be your brain going, oh, look at the beautiful flowers right. and trees and, and listen right. to it. Your brain shuts all that out. Its, it's sole focus is where's the danger? What is it? How can I deal right. with it? Right. But the, our problem in, in society, we feel fear when there's nothing to be afraid of. Right. Because we're tricked our brain to say, Oh, you, the, you know, you, the stock market went down today. You should be stressed or you might lose right. your job or right. somebody said something to you we, and we, or you see something on the news, on the television or whatever, that, make, that your brain thinks, you know, there's a war somewhere or somebody's got some disease somewhere and you think in your brain saying that could happen to you. Right. So you go into this state of fear and stress and anxiety and all that does is it blocks your brain from being in your natural flow because when you're in your natural flow and you're not feeling fear that's called your parasympathetic nervous system state it activates a different part of you and that's when everything flows perfectly all of the good things come to you but the other thing that happens when you're in that state you get creative ideas you get insights yeah you get gut feelings about things yeah and you go mm, no i shouldn't deal with that person or do that and you so you stop doing the wrong things out of stress and you mm -hmm. start doing all the right things and, and different people start showing up in your life in different circumstances that are designed to enhance your life experience. Yeah. I so believe that. This is why this is why there's only one name of the game in town. You only have one enemy and that's fear. Because mm -hmm. if you realize when you feel afraid, worried, anxious, 
You've activated your sympathetic nervous system. You can't see the big picture. You can't solve the problems. You're going to make more problems in your life because you're going to do the wrong things. Yeah. And yeah. you're going to have a negative effect on, on you, your body, and other people around you. So what yeah. I teach with neurostate rebalancing is how can you get your brain back to realizing the difference between a real danger and one that isn't one that, that it thinks is real because it's not you that's worried about the um, the war over the other side of the world. It's your brain has come up with this mental yeah. association that you've created to say that's something to be worried about. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. I love everything that you touched on because um, it's true, right? So I I love that um, that you're you're telling us like the different parts of the brain. And so I, I'm, I'm assuming that the neural state rebalancing, like when you start to get your clients in and stuff, is you're trying to teach them the tools and the tricks that they need to make sure that they're in that flow state, right? Yeah. Uh, because, you know, uh, we, I mean, it's so truly in what you're saying, especially the fear part. Um, I look at fear as face and eliminate all restrictions. So I made an acronym for it, right? Oh, um, because because yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to... Um, you know, I, and since you read my bio, you know, I've been through quite, quite a bit. So I lived a lot in fear and those fear, uh, you know, it caused me depression, anxiety, all of that stuff. Right. So when it rears its ugly head, you know, I'm like, oh, there you are. Okay. You know, so I have yeah. to try to reprogram that always in me as well. And maybe that's what you're teaching people like to really reprogram themselves so that when this fear comes in because we're afraid of talking in public we're afraid of being on camera we're afraid of being judged we're afraid there's so many things that you're afraid of it's so silly some of these things right i was uh doing a live uh recently and i was talking about how you know uh, in my life I, I was in a domestic violent relationship and he put a gun to my head right and i was like now that was fear like that was real fear <laughs> You know, like that, he pulled the trigger and I'm still alive, thank God. But that was fear. Um, somebody judging me online, I'm not afraid of that. But a lot of people are. And so I'm wondering, how did how did we get there? How did we get to the point where we are afraid of things that we should not be afraid of? Do you think that's just experiences in life, things that we're seeing? Is your brain naturally doing that? So I guess what I'm asking is, how do we start to um, program that subconscious brain that comes up to cause that, you know, that awareness of the fear that you're in? What do you think about that? Right. Well, <clears throat> the funny thing is they've done research and discovered there are only two things that humans are naturally afraid of. One is of falling and the other is of loud mm. noises. So every oh. other fear that you experience is a learned fear. Look at that. You know, there are plenty of people who, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So, so what happens as we go through life, we start to associate, and you'd know this from neuro-linguistic programming, but you have associations or anchors with experiences. And if they cause you discomfort through maybe what someone says or the experience that you have or whatever it is, your brain stores that right, as, a, right. as something to be afraid of because you don't want that to happen again. Hmm. So you think this bad experience, if it makes you feel bad, you don't want it to happen again. So your brain, which is trying to protect you from feeling bad, you know, because right. your brain wants right. to keep you in this flow state. And, and it, it's only designed to be, take you out of that state, as I said before, on very, very rare occasions. Mm. 
-hmm. But if you've trained your brain to see a whole lot of things as being dangerous, rather than just the lion in the forest or the, you know, the train coming towards you or, you know, some immediate danger, then you've you've trained your brain. It's doing its job. It's right. it's identifying something to be afraid of. Right. But it's not really all it is is it's been re it's been programmed the wrong way because what happens in the brain <clears throat> if i could just um explain what what happens is how this works is that all of the time we're using our five senses and our thoughts to gather information about our mm -hmm. environment you know that we, mm -hmm. we know that but when that information comes in and that's stored in the part of our brain called the neocortex all of this information from our experiences there's another part, which is our emotional brain, the emotional part of our brain. It's called the amygdala and the hippocampus. And what that does, the, the job of that, this is, our, this is our fear or happiness center, if you like. This is the switch. Because that, in every instant, takes all this information and makes a decision. Is, is What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to, no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything, from T-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets, and of course, their legendary best hoodie ever. So you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days. Like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection, or the rich and polished premium slub crew tee. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. So all of this information about what's happening right now in, the, in your environment, mm -hmm. is this good or is it a danger? Now, if it's good, it flicks the switch and creates hormones, feelings, which are good. So you feel happy, good, loving, great, grateful, those things. And then that puts you in, the, in your parasympathetic nervous state and you're in, your, in the flow and you're creative. You're feeling good. It's, it's done its job. But if it looks around at what's happening, it says there's a danger. Mm -hmm. It produces hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, which make you feel bad. And that's the signal there's a danger in your environment. Hmm. So that, that activates the sympathetic nervous system, your fear-flight response, shuts down all your creativity, shuts down all your awareness, and you become really negative and, and depressed and stressed, and you see everything's far worse than they actually are. Right. I mean, an example, if I could just decide, how many, you know, how often have you seen in a friend who's going through a bad time, and you can see very clearly what they should do. Mm -hmm. But they can't see it. So maybe right. they, I, I do a lot of marriage and relationship coaching. And this is how I first got onto this as well. I, I have coaching programs. And people come to me and they say, I've got all these problems. I can see exactly what they should do. And I tell them what mm -hmm. to do, but they can't see it. Right. Because right. their brain in a fear and stress state has shut down their awareness. They can't see the big picture. They can't see right. the solution. 
Right. And when people can't see the solution, they do things like they set goals, they pray desperately, they try and learn a whole heap of new information, and they do all these things. And it's all their brain trying to figure out in a reactive state, but it can never do that. It can never do, it can never find the answer in that state. And That's um, so good, yeah. You know, so, I mean, and one of the fascinating things, I know you have a <clears throat> bit of a spiritual side as well, but, you know, I was brought up a Catholic, and I really studied the church for a long time in the Bible, and I went away from that because I thought, this isn't the answer, because I used to go to church every day and pray for something mm -hmm. when I was a child. And I never got what I was praying for. So I thought, well, hang on, this doesn't really work. <laughs> but when I came back to the Bible many years later, after when I started to look at this, the Bible has exactly in it the blueprint instruction <laughs> manual for how to use your brain the right way. Right. Because it's what true. it says more than 300 times, do not be afraid. Now, it's not saying that because it's a nice idea. It's because your brain can't work properly. Your 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 life can't go the way it's supposed to go when you're afraid. Right. Be not afraid. Right. No, it's so right. good, Liam. Thank you for for saying that. That is really good. And um, you know, the the fear thing is a real thing for people. It is a real thing. And for as sure. you were talking, I was thinking, you know, um, I know a few people that it feels like that their their state, if you will, is always this this chronic stress level, hmm. right? Like they're constantly at this high stress level. I don't yeah. even know if they know what it means to, to not be at um, stress. Um, just a couple of people just popped into my head. So do you think that the brain can work at its optimum level? If that's, if that's who they are like all the time? Um, no. Or is that, no. Okay. No, mm -hmm. you, you've got to realize <clears throat> What is the cause of the problems in your life? The symptoms are your stress and your problems. But right, the cause right. is the way you're using your brain. I mean, if I mentioned before the analogy of the car. If you drove your car the wrong way and you put the wrong fuel in it and it, and, right. and it started to give you all these problems, would you blame the – would you – you know, what would you do? You'd say, well, I'm doing it the wrong way. I'm doing something wrong. There's something wrong right. with the way I'm using this machine. You wouldn't say – well, I'm just going to keep trying and I'm going to, you know, set goals and I'm going to use affirmations and I'm going to do all these things and I'm going to pray that the car works. If you've right. got problems, you've got to say, I'm doing something wrong. And if you're stressed all the time, the reality is you're not, you're just not using your mach brain machine the right way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah. That's really good. Um, I love this conversation because I love that. And, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 50. And I'm like, how did I just find this out in my in my late forties, right? Oh, you're and lucky. You're young. <laughs> found it out <laughs> earlier than I did. <laughs> I think it's this thing of you know, I was always living in a constant state of stress, constant state of stress, constant state, always. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not working. Something I'm doing is wrong. Same thing. So what I what I think you're saying, Liam, is you have to start with self reflection, like self introspection, right? Like, what is going on? What am I doing? I think, it, do you think your brain will help you with that too? Kind of like analyze what's going on here. You know, um, I think you, yeah. I, I think every person needs, I, this is just me. I think every person needs a coach. I think every person needs like a mentor or somebody to see on the, on the, like you said, you know how sometimes you can see the problem from the outside and they can't even see it. 
right? Do you think your brain will help you like kind of like get that aha moment that you need this help or you need to change? Yeah, I think your brain will. And it comes from two things. The first is asking the right questions. Mm -hmm. And the second mm -hmm. is having an understanding of how your mm -hmm. brain actually works. Because when you understand, it's like a car, when you understand how a machine works, you go, oh, I've been using it wrong all, these, all this time. No right. wonder it's, it's, it's falling apart. Right. So, and that's what I teach in neurostate rebalancing is firstly, to, you know, when you start understanding all this stuff, how you're designed, mm -hmm. how your brain is a machine that you can use in a right way to make your life far better. And you go, yeah, that makes sense. I have been mm -hmm. doing it wrong. And mm -hmm. the second thing is you, um, you start asking the right questions because you need to find out what it is that you're afraid of. And yeah. that's one of the great things about losing everything like I did. It's because mm -hmm. I realized I'd been afraid all my life of losing everything. And when I actually wow. lost everything, and that, that, that fear, and, and you think about it, that's for most people. They have this underlining fear and stress. What are they afraid of? What are they stressed about? Well, because they think their life's not going to be happy or they're not going to have enough money or they're going to be in pain for some, in some way. But actually, when you get to the point where you experience what you're afraid of, your brain goes... Right. You know, why was I? I've experienced it now. Wasn't that bad? Yeah. I'm, so I'm still here. I'm still alive. Right. So I don't need to be afraid of any anymore. Uh, and that that's so what true. happened to me is when I lost everything. In the end, I gave up. I stopped trying, and I thought, you know, I don't know how to get out of this. This is hopeless. Um, right. no matter, and the harder I try, the worse it seems to to get. So I honestly don't know what to do. So I just give up. And when I did that all sorts of new and interesting things started to show up in my life. Right. You know, I met a far better person for a relationship. I started to form businesses and make money in a far happier, easier way than I had. I started to do things that I didn't even know I were part of my dreams, but they really were. And the best thing was I wasn't having any stress or problems. And, I, and that's how I really got into this, trying to figure out what had happened to me. So when you get rid of your fear and, the most difficult thing is to get over that hump mm -hmm. of letting go. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it says in The Matrix, the film, you have to let it all go. Fear, right. doubt, and disbelief. You have right. to free your mind. Right. And that's oh, what it comes so down to. And when you free your mind and you let your life, you let this brain do its job. You let God, which is your connection to this brain, do its job and get on with it. Once you get out of the way and stop trying to figure it out and be worried about whether things are going to work and feel you have to try harder, now, it doesn't mean you don't do anything, but you put in the right effort. Right. And, and instead right. of worrying about all those things, you know, you're going to find unexpected great things start happening to you. And you go, wow, where did that come from? How did that happen? You know, right. And you realize eventually that that's the way your life's always been supposed to go, but you've been fighting it because you've been afraid <laughs> and you've been trying to control things from a limited part of your brain, not from your infinite part of your brain. Right. Oh, I love that. Oh, man, Liam, this is a great conversation. I love yeah. everything you said here today. Thank you for that. Um, so I I know that my listeners are going to be like, who is Liam? So before I let you go, um, Liam, because you left so many beautiful gems here for my audience, um, can you let us know how they can reach out to you, like if they want to work with you, learn about the neural state rebalancing, listen to your podcast, all that great stuff. So, so you can give us all the all that information. That would be great. 
Sure, well, it's pretty simple. It's all on my website, which is just my name, liamnaden.com. Um, and as you say, I've got a podcast there called Using Your Brain for Success, where I really go into detail about how your brain works and, and how to use it the right way. Um, and yeah, coaching my neurostate rebalancing program and any way I can help. That's wonderful. Liam, thank you for sharing all these gems. Honestly, that was a great conversation. I really am glad you were here. Thank you so much. Thank you. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you, yeah. guys. Thank you so much. Don't forget to follow Liam. I'm going to make sure that I put all of his information below because I know you guys got a lot of gems out of this episode. So I want to make sure that you like, share, subscribe, You know, tell your friends about it. We're trying to grow this community of people who want to grow, challenge, and transform their thinking. This is Nina Perez. This is Straight Talk. No sugar added. Until next time. Podcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there.